Well, my message is, you know, if you had a meeting with your boss, would you show up? So why not show up for yourself? I think you are, if not more important than your boss. So you keep that appointment for yourself and you go and you do it. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Come on in again today. Hey, where's that where's the camera? There it is. There's that camera right there. All right. Hey, thank you for coming in today. Hey, it's time for us to get fired up. It's motivation, inspiration, encouragement to know that when life comes, we're going to get through this. Yeah, we're going to get through it. It may take time, but we're going to get through it, and we're going to learn that you can have a great life afterwards. Hey, today our guest, her mission in life now is to inspire middle-aged women and help them find their spark and create the life they've always wanted. She has suffered through some physical and sexual abuse as a child, uh, been through a divorce, and she's going to tell us how we can all get through all this and still have a great life. Welcome to the show, Debbie Freeman. Yay! Thank you for that introduction. Oh, no, no. It's easy when y'all send it to me. So it's (laughs) it's easy. So (laughs) I just have to follow directions. Love that. <laughs> so, all right, Debbie. Well, thank you for being here. We know that um, you know our times are valuable, and I appreciate you sharing your valuable time with us, so we can get on and have a good life. I know it, and isn't that the truth? Because you know, you see somebody every day, and you're walking down the hallway at work or whatever, and they could be smiling or, or not, but you never realize that everybody is going through something, and they don't tell everybody, you know, but usually, I mean, and it's funny because we'll say to ourselves, gosh, if I just get through this moment and it's so funny because we do and something else comes is thrown at us, right? (laughs) Because that's just part of life and it's all in how you, it's your mindset. So what I like to tell people is like, you know, is it's just your mindset of how you're going to see things. And so many times we can just go through life and we could be thinking, um, just, oh, poor me, poor me. And we, we're not really thinking about the picture or past, or, I mean, f- future of where we're headed. You know, we're just stuck in the past. Like, this has happened to me. This has happened to me. And you're just in this, oh, poor me state. And All right, stop there for a second, Debbie. So you got before you go any further, be sure to go to my website, professorperseverance.com, and scroll down to the bottom. You see there's a free mini course, and it's called Your Past Does Not Have a Future, but you do create your future today. Get your free mini course, and there's a free ebook involved. Oh, go ahead, Debbie. I had to get in commercial since you brought it up. Well, of course. And what a great thing for your listeners to, you know, for them to be able to go in and do that since, you know, this is what we're talking about is being able to move past whatever, you know, turmoil you've been through. And so we've all been through our things. So today I'm so happy to be here and to share with you my story because I feel that at first I was embarrassed about what I had been through 
And when I started opening up to women, you know, people that would ask me questions and then I was like, okay. And I, I started to open up and other women were like, yeah, I've had that happen to me too. And I'm like, what? Because I wouldn't have thought that, you know, mm -hmm. I never even thought that, you know, people were going through what I had gone through. So to bring you back a few, few bit, um, years, I guess, you know, just to um, kind of give you an idea of my story is that um, I was a professional, um, basically in my younger years, I was the dance captain of the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes. I, oh, okay. I danced for the Atlanta Hawks dance team. I've choreographed my own show at the Venetian Hotel Casino here in Las Vegas. Uh, so I, I have a pretty extensive professional background. And so, you know, when you hear somebody like that, that they've done all that, it's like, wow, they must be pretty confident in, you know, of themselves and they can, you know, have done a lot of things. Wow. I, I, and yeah, I did. I worked very hard and I had that perseverance to move. There we go. That's right. To perseverance. I've tried got to remember to give me a bell one day when someone pays to say perseverance. Ding, 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 ding. I got to give me a bell. I love it. And, you know, to get me where I wanted to go. And that was my goal. But, you know, in a part, part of your life comes to where you're like, you know what? I want to be a mom. I want to have kids. I can't live this kind of lifestyle. I didn't want to. I'm ready to move on. So I had gotten married. And through my marriage, um, I ended up marrying um, an alcoholic. And I'm not saying that all alcoholics are bad because I had dated one before. Um, yeah, exactly. Not they just have a have a, a. We all have some type of addiction. And exactly. They're they're just openly you see it and yeah. Yes, it could be just throwing yourself in your work. It could be overeating. It could be whatever your vice is: drinking, you know, drinking and you know, drugs, whatever. And um, so I don't like to judge people um, because I believe that we're all going through our own situations and we all deal with it differently. So I didn't put that against him. I, you know, loved him for him and I was going to be there with him. Right. And so I, I basically stood beside him for 16 years of my life. And, you know, every three years um, he would lose his job and he would come home with a story of how he lost his job. And I would tell my parents this and my parents would be like, Debbie, that doesn't sound right. And, you know, ladies, listen to your instinct, your intuition. You know, I just put up the, the blinders and went, no, my parents don't know what they're talking about. Isn't it funny that they usually do? Yeah, when we go back and listen, we're going, oh, yeah, they did know what they were talking about. But we don't want to know that uh, when we're young and we know it all. Uh, exactly. Right. And um. So, but he would, he would make up these excuses and I was, I'd stand right behind him saying, nope, that's what happened. And then he'd get another job and we'd go through the same thing for another three years. We'd be okay. And, you know, or whatever, but basically, I mean, at the end there, it was getting bad to where, um, I was robbing from Peter to pay Paul. So you could pay the automobile bill this month, but you can't pay this, this month. You're going to have to keep that one on the side because it'd be like, well, I'm going to get a check next month for this. I'm going to get a, a check next month. And we were living month by month going, and I kept thinking to myself, okay, it's going to get better next month because it kept 
making me believe that he had this check coming every month. And it, for some reason, it never came through. And I, I felt like I was stuck. Um, my feet were like in cement. I couldn't move forward at all to get, get anything done. I was stuck in this relationship where, you know, I had children and I would say, are you coming to bed? And he would say, yeah, I'm coming. Yet he would never come to bed. So after many nights, months, you know, he would finally come to bed and he'd say, I'd be like, resentful. I'd be like, well, it's been a year. And he'd be like, no, you're exaggerating. And I'd be like, well, it was last Valentine's Day. So I remember, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you think about that and, you know, that is a need people. We all have needs, you know, so that need was not being met for me. And also just when that goes, it's like, why doesn't he like me? Am I ugly? Your confidence goes. Anytime we'd have an argument, are you drinking? He would turn it around. He was a narcissist and would turn it around to where we'd be talking about me then and uh, my problems. And it's like, but that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing that you're drunk, you know, or you're not coping with whatever we're, you know, it, it is. And he would not, not once did he ever admit that he was drinking, even if he had been. Not once. And I believe that is a person like that can like basically get through a lie detector test, you know, because they believe oh, yeah. their own BS. They feel that if they don't admit to it, it's not true. And they truly do believe that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a sickness. So, I mean, I, and I knew he had a sickness and I stood beside him and every time he'd lose his job or anything, I'd say, honey, he'd cry. And I'd be like, don't worry about it. We have each other, you know, our family. That's what's most important. And I stood behind him all the time and backed him. And so anyway, one night I came home and he had been um, drinking again. And I had that feeling. I mean, I felt so you're living, I lived where at nighttime I would like creep outside my bedroom and I'd walk real quietly because I wanted to hear what he was doing. And then he'd hear me and something, you know, and I'd, I'd be like, man, I can't catch him, you know, but something in my mind told me something was going on. So this one night he leaves and um, he's, he's drunk while well, he's drunk. And I come home and I said, look, I can't leave you with Austin, my child, my baby, because I have an interview I have to go to. I'm going to have to call my mom over. So I called my mom over and he ended up, I come home. My mom said, Debbie, he left with a suitcase. I went, what? A suitcase. Okay. And I just didn't think about it. I went to bed because, you know, I always did alone. I thought he would be Mm -hmm. downstairs, you know, just like every other morning, you know. And I come home, I I wake up, he's not there. Never came home. Truck's not there. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, what happened? Well, for three days, I can't find him. All right. But I did notice that morning when I went into the bank account, our whole savings account was gone. And I got to tell you that after so many years of him losing his job, I was just getting ready to open up my own dance studio, sign on the dotted line and everything logo, 
had it all ready to build. Everything was ready to go. Okay, we had just sold our house for 12 years that we owned. So we had a big savings. And I was like, okay, well, I can carry this family now. Basically, mm -hmm. for so many years, I was mom and doing a side thing just so I could be a good mom to our kids. And so I was like, okay, well, this their kids are older now. I can do this. So I wake up to this. Our savings account is gone. My stomach just goes, what? Like, this is not something I would ever dream that, who is this person? This person just stole our whole savings. Why would he do this? You're just dumbfounded. Like, who did I marry? Who is this person I've been living with? You don't know. And then I'm sitting there and I, he left his Gmail account open, his email. And I start reading through it in, in the past history and all this. And I learned that he's been dating all these women, meeting them on swipe left, swipe right, you know, going out. He even had a date for the next day, that day, to meet a woman and talk about car sales, which he lost his job a month ago. Yeah. So he's lying to these women and taking them out to eat and doing all this stuff. I'm like, what? Who? He had a total separate life. And, you know, I would always say, you got to be with somebody who can go a whole year without, you know what I mean? This is, you've got to be doing something on the side and he would have said, no, no, no. And, 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 you know, your mind wants to believe the best in people. I do. Oh yeah. 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 I'm like you, I'm very gullible in some areas because I want to give them that second and third hundredth chance because I know, I know you and really I don't. Exactly. And we, you know, and that's a false thought is that we all believe that everybody's just like us and they're not, they're not. And yeah. that's the thing is that we have no control of what other people think or do, no matter how much we want it, we could say, Oh my gosh, he would be the most perfect guy. If he did this, this, and this, well, guess what? You're not going to change him. He is what he's showing you. And you need to come to the realization that that is who he is. And he's not changing. You can't change him. You could be the most wonderful woman, but you are not going to change somebody. This is who he is. He's showing you who he is. And you have to accept that. Now, I like to tell people this is, it's your thoughts about it that create your feelings. So if your thoughts are negative, they're going to give you negative feelings, Right. So why not turn those thoughts around to make them something positive? Like, well, um, let's see, he did all this horrible stuff, but now I'm able to do what I want to do and look how much happier I am. I don't have to pay those bills anymore or I get my bills done on time. It's all in a mindset, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So to finish the story, he comes home after a week and I found out that he was put in um, jail because he now, told now for he, this week he has no idea that you've been through the Gmail account. He has no you, idea. You, you hadn't responded to these girls and saying you won't believe the kind of guy I'm the wife. What do y'all? So you you never didn't respond. So he has no clue for the week that you know this information. That is correct. He has all right, no. All right. Okay. Well, he comes home because my kids and I have been they've been sleeping in my bed with me with a chair underneath the door, so he couldn't 
get into the house because you hear about these people that they come home and they take their kids' lives and their wife. And I mean, I don't really don't know. who. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear these stories and I, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want that happening. And I, I'm like, I don't know who this is. Well, it's not, it's not that you hear these stories, you hear these statistics and you see the stories on the news. I mean, it's not like it's fabricated. I mean, so yeah. So you, you know what the possibility is. Exactly. Cause I don't know what I'm dealing with. I have exactly. And it's my job to take care of these, these kids. It's my job. I'm mommy now. I am going to be their role model. I'm going to be, and that's my whole thing is, and you have to remember because I was a dancer for so many years, I knew how to take control, you know, control of myself and my body and how to, you know, be active and healthy. Well, during this whole time, I gained a hundred pounds. Okay. Because I was, eating away my problems because, you know, after so many times of just, you know, he doesn't want to be with me. What, what should I care what I look like? I take the Cheetos to bed, the Oreo cookies, you know, ice cream, <laughs> you know, whatever it was, because I was eating away at my, so I didn't have to focus. Mm-hmm. That's what we, you know, eating habits. That was that was it. We all do something, so we don't have to really look at what's going on and what's really. So we wrong. don't have to deal deal with the uh, present. Exactly, or the emotions that we're going through. We, yes, yes, emotions. I, I ate away my emotions. Is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I was a hundred pounds heavier. I wouldn't even buy any more clothes because I was like, I'm just wearing these sweatpants. They just kept stretching and stretching, and I didn't care. You know what I mean? Um, so this time he had, so he was gone. He comes back home. I had changed the locks on the door of the house, except for one. I, I forgot on the side door to the office and he comes in and he starts yelling. Why are these doors locked? Why doesn't my key work? And this, that, and the other. Now remember he hasn't been home for a week. And this whole time he's been gone. I've watched his credit card um, on his email He's asked for more credit. By noon, he shut off. It tells him, no more credit. You've outspent your limit. And I'm sitting here, where is he spending this money? Is that not crazy? Meanwhile, he took, he had the whole savings, right? I was going to say, plus he's had the savings. Yeah. And he's still piling up uh, credit. Yes. So what's going on? So anyway, he comes in and, and I tell him, look. I have already, I have a restraining order against you, which was a lie, but I wanted to just be safe because I didn't know who mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. And I said, I've already started divorce papers. I said, you're going to have to leave. He's like, what, what? When did you have time to do all of that? I was like, I've had a whole week, you know? And he, he was like, where am I supposed to go? And then he's like begging me to live in the downstairs guest bedroom. What is he going to do? Sit on the sofa all day like he's been doing and just keep drinking and living off of our savings account? I'll bring the which, money back. Which, which there is none left. Well, actually, there was because when he got in his DUI, the police took it away from him. Okay, okay, okay. I'll wait. I got ahead of the game then. You didn't say a DUI earlier. Yeah, so. well, uh, you know, I didn't know what had happened to him until, you know, yeah. this time so he was put in jail and it was a um basically he totaled his vehicle he didn't even know how bad his car was 
I was the one that had to go down while he was, you know, um, basically he had to go to rehab. I, I kicked him out of the house. I said, no, you can't stay here. You're going to have to go somewhere. Where am I supposed to go? I have no money. Not my problem. Mm-hmm. Basically, I didn't let him stay because I knew if I did, we'd end up talking and all this stuff that I, I just was like, I need to clear my mind. He needs to go. He needs to figure out this is a choice he made. This is his choice. He needs to figure out and be an adult and figure out what to do. But I'm not going to let the kids be around this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we ended up, he ended up calling me and telling me um, he'd bring back the money, but he never did. And he ended up using it on um, rehab, which was great. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. him to, I said, you know, if that's what you need to do. Um, but there, my dream was crushed of having a business, but that, that was okay. Um, Cause everything happens for a reason and you have to trust your faith. And that is my message to, to women that are going through any kind of turmoil or anything like this, where you've been lied to, or you have to trust there's a reason why you're going through the path that you are going. I mean, you know, we can sit there and go, why me? Why me? Oh Lord. And it, it's like, you know what? God knew you were going to be on this path. He gave you this path. He would never give you anything you couldn't handle. I tell the people uh, just imagining that, uh, you know, God knows everything. He knows what's going on. He knows what path, like you say, we're going to take. So can you imagine he's up there playing a game with us to, uh, you know, to see because he already knows where we're going. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're just playing the game that he's constructed orchestrating by watching yeah exactly you know and he gives us freedom of choice so you know that is all up to us and my you know, choice- the freedom of choice yeah we make the uh great uh first uh, good decision yay all right yep yeah. oh boy i'm thumping it and then we make the bad one going oh man can't believe i did that <laughs> yeah but you know and there's a reason for it though so it's a big roller coaster ride and then even when you make a wrong decision, who's to say you can't come out on the good end of it? Absolutely. Again, yeah. mindset, right? Exactly. It's all, it's all in how you're going to see this. How can we turn this around to make this a positive? And that's all within you and your power of controlling your mindset. So it's all within you. You can do it. And so he ended up um, you know, going to rehab. And I've got the kids and I'm like, you know what? Now I'm going through this divorce and I'm like, it's okay, Debbie, you've got this. You are going to be the image for your kids. I am going to be the role model because I can't depend on him. I don't know what he's going to do. I have to make a living for my kids. I have to, you know, all these thoughts that go through your mind, which a lot of women, I understand these thoughts go in your mind. You're like, well, I have to stay with him because he's my soul. He's my breadwinner or he, you know, you're afraid here. And we, a lot of times don't move forward out of fear of what's going to come next. And I'm telling you, you have to be the strength. You have to step out of your comfort zone if you want change to happen. And that change, you know, we all fear the worst. What about, what if it could be something great? I don't know, the hope and faith there. 
the desire has to be huge for change to happen. You have to want it so bad that you're willing to do anything and not give up because motivation, it only lasts for so long. Oh, that's a, that, the motivation is just an emotional game as well. You know, exactly. when you get all fired up, pumped up, then give yourself four minutes. You know, the adrenaline's gone down and the emotions have changed. Uh, yeah. And then go back to the desire has got to be so strong that you want that change. Even if you're not thinking for yourself, you've got to be thinking for your children because you don't want them to be put through all this and then grow up and then think this is the way life's supposed to be. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of impact on what's going on here. So even if you're unsure, you've got to have that change desire, like I said, so strong that it's going to make a difference in the children's life. Exactly. Because now, if there's no children involved, then it's your sole responsibility to have that so desire to make that change. No one can do it for No one can do it for you. Absolutely. But definitely they were my spark, right? Mm -hmm. Not not only that, you know, I'm I'm sitting here going, I've got to get my life together. You know, it's kind of like um, when you think of like Martin Luther King, he had this anger, right? But he used it for good. It It drove him into such a desire to change the world, right? And they're the way that they thought. This is what I had. I had this anger that was going to drive me. Oh, I'll sh- no, I'm going to do this. I had this anger. He, I mean, he'd been with all these women. He had done lied to me. Had this. I, no, no, I'm the best thing that's ever happened to you, buddy. And you're going to see it. I lost a hundred pounds just being focused. This is my goal. This is where I want to be. This is what I want my kids to see. I want to teach them. And I did. I lost a hundred pounds. I got through that divorce very hard. So emotional went through all the emotions that you go through crying, you know, but I, I was determined to be truthful to myself and to my kids. And, you know, my kids looked at me afterwards and they said, mom, you're so much happier. So there is that silver lining at the end of the tunnel. And from there, I, I met my, um, I used to direct and um, I used to be the uh, choreographer for the Mrs. Nevada for America pageants and the collegiate and the high school and the princess pageants and this, that, and the other. And I had my own pageant business as well. And um, she said to me, Debbie, you look, you look great. Oh my gosh. And I said, thank you. I said, too bad I can't be in the Mrs. pageant anymore. No, I was, I was looking my best. I was like, wow, you know, I can, I can do this. And she goes, no, Debbie, but you could. And so she called me and asked why we're talking about me joining the Miss Nevada for America pageant. I realized because I had had my own pageant business, it wasn't about the crown. It's about what you do can do in the crown. And I wanted to help change the life and lives of other women and inspire them and motivate them that they can do this. They are strong and they can do whatever they want. You just have to have the right mindset. And I was like, this is my message to the world. I want to help others. Even if I help just one person and they help somebody and somebody hears their story 
and we just keep going and going. It's going to be a rippling effect of inspiring people all over the world because we live in such a beautiful time where we have the internet that we can speak to people all over the place. That's what I want. I want to inspire and encourage other women to go after their goals and they can do it. You know, it's you were talking with Debbie, you say she wants to in, inspire women to find their spark, right? Find their spark and create the life they always wanted. Absolutely. And it's all about a mindset. And that's what's so important is just not giving up on yourself. So I ended up joining this pageant. I became first runner up to a 22 year old. I was 49 years old. That's more than twice her age. Standing up next to her. When was this last week? No, <laughs> I am 51, about to be 52. Thank you very there much. You go. There yes. you go. And um, since then, I I went on to win um, the United States of America, Ms. Nevada 2021. So I didn't give up. I mean, I already have the dresses, the shoes. I mean, there you go. You know, but what I realized in this, and this is what brought me to your unique sparkle and my podcast is I want to take away the stigma behind pageantry with women and girls and kids. I work with all ages because it's about finding yourself. I got to tell you that first pageant where I won first runner up was the best. I once, I ended up meeting some of the most beautiful, wonderful women that we're best friends. These are my, these are my girls. This is my tribe. They all support each other. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. And when you think of pageantry, you think, oh, it's such a, you know, you know, <laughs> but it's really not. We all have the same passions and goals is that we just want to better ourselves and not just better ourselves. We want to better society. I go out, my girlfriend is, you know, doing something for the Breast Cancer Foundation. And I'm like, Yes, what do you need? I'm going to stand beside you and support you. I will be there at that event. We help each other out. We go out and let's raise money for this foundation. You got it. I'm on your team. Let's do this, you know? And what a beautiful thing that is. And even for kids, I mean, they're in their iPads all day long. You know, they're on online. Oh, yes. How can they learn how to speak to other people? How are they going to handle a job interview when it comes up for them when they get older? Pageants give all of this to, to girls and women. And it's wonderful because their their life skills, confidence. Remember, I had lost my confidence. I thought I was ugly. He made me feel like I was worth nothing. You know what I mean? I really did. And, and I was like, wow, it gave all of that back to me because I was working on myself and then meeting new friends. I was like, wow, I am worthy. I am worthy. And you have to say that to yourself. And, you know, a lot of us say you could say affirmations to yourself in the morning and this, that, and the other, but if you don't believe it, it's not going to be helpful. You now, have to do well, then When someone's so down and low, it may be the first step is just saying it. It's and just then then yourself. later. Yes. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy. I am beautiful. And you know what? I'll tell you the first time I did that, 
I cried. Mm -hmm. I cried because I was looking at myself going, you know what, Debbie, you are. And maybe it wasn't on the outside. I was a little bit heavy, but I was. I was beautiful inside, you know, and that's what I want people to see. You know, being healthy on the outside. Well, that's just because I want to live healthy life for my kids. I want to be around. That's and right. I, my knees were hurting. Just walking up steps, I, I, my knees hurt so bad I could barely get up the steps at the school. My back hurt, you know, and as you get older, all these ailments, they come around. And it's like, you know what? I, I want to be around. I have to be around for these kids. And that was my driving factor is I've got to be here. I have to be this role model for them. I, I can do this. And it, that's a lot. That's a lot that I've done. But I'm just here to, you know, I hope I've inspired your listeners and motivated them to just sit down, think about what you really want out of life. Look at it, write it down, you know, and envision it. If you don't know where you're going and what that vision is, well, how are you going to get there? GPS don't know how to tell you, right? And that GPS is always going to give you roadblocks, right? Sometimes we, you know, turn right instead of turning left. Well, guess what? When that happens, it puts you right back on track, but you got to be the one to put yourself there. Find that other direction, but we're still headed towards that goal. We're still going to head towards that dream. You'll eventually get there. You know, maybe for some people, it's only 20 miles away. <laughs> maybe yours is 500. But if that's where you want to be, don't stop. Keep going. I once had an experience, just a little off top, but GPS. And after I got where I needed to be, I was going, crap, I could have got here 14 minutes earlier because it took me the long route. So <laughs> even, if you, even if you go the long route of, of life, Make yes. it a scenic route. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the scenery. Get the positive out of it. Build from it. Learn from it. And then, like you said, way early in the thing, help someone else along the way. Absolutely. Isn't that what life is about? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for I'm all for we ought to be serving each other. And that is a fulfilling life. That is living, really living. Live in the present. You know, you could have that goal and that dream and keep working towards it. Like, I know I'll get there, you know, and it's it's a journey. And like you said, enjoy that journey. Enjoy the scenery and just live in the moment. We don't know how many days we have on this earth. And we are so blessed and living with gratitude. We are so blessed to be here today, to see the sunshine or to see the rain, either one. We are blessed. I'm all for the rain. I tell people, I said, I just don't understand why people running around to get out of the rain, grab an umbrella, getting the coat, getting the hat and everything. And I said, all it is in an outdoor shower, right? I mean, when you're taking a shower in the house, you're not running with an umbrella and I said, just enjoy it. I mean, it rains for a reason, right? It, it rains for a reason for us to have new grass, to have new trees and you know, so it, it brings for a reason. It does. But when it takes you an hour to do your hair, well, you might get out of the rain. <laughs> yeah, my hair, I get it done in four minutes. So for me, it's a little different. Yeah. So uh, 
hey, if you're bald, you're just as lucky than the right on the on the weather. So, all right, you've been amazing. I'm 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 glad that. Um, sorry you went through everything, but again, sometimes we one of my next book I've told others is um is going to be called sometimes we have to walk through the fertilizer to smell the roses. I think that is a beautiful title. Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes we have to go through crap in life to get where we really want to be and to enjoy it. And so not that we want the crap in life, not that we deserve it, but like you said, life happens and we go through it, deal with it as best as possible. Springboard had that mindset. And again, people would, uh, especially when they're first learning the mindset, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It may take, again, everybody's different. It may take someone a week. It may take someone six months to finally catch on what's going on. But if they keep working on it, they'll finally get there. Absolutely. We can always, you know, wash our shoes off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Debbie. This is Debbie Freeman. Thank you for being here. She uh, inspires middle-aged women to find their spark and create the life they've always wanted. All right, Debbie. You have been a blessing today. Well, Man. thank you so much. So, I'm, I'm glad it's our past cross somewhat on the uh, web, wide word web here. I know. I love that. I feel that that was a blessing. And, you know, any, any, I work with women just trying to help find their self-confidence, their esteem, you know, through pageantry or not pageantry. I do workshops for kids as well. Like we talked about with the public speaking and interviews. Um, I teach them how to model. I, I do fashion shows and I put them in the fashion shows. It gives them a chance to um, I even give them the microphone sometimes so they can have experience. So I do all of that. I help the middle-aged women um, find their confidence and self-esteem with accountability and coaching. So they can find all of that at your unique sparkle um, podcast. And they can also reach me at yourunique at gmail.com. So I'm there to help and reach out to my fellow sisters. I would love to talk to you and help inspire you and help you live the life of your dreams. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the bottom for and show notes for people to find you to make it easier. So Debbie, again, you have been a blessing and everything for other people. Hey, be sure to share this out. Before we leave, Debbie, uh, you know, there's people hurting and struggling today. And if you can leave us with a uh, powerful message to help Debbie get through today, that'd be a blessing as well. Well, my message is, you know, if you had a meeting with your boss, would you show up? So why not show up for yourself? I think you are, if not more important than your boss. So you keep that appointment for yourself and you go and you do it. Hey, me and sister, yeah, you, you're the boss of your own life, so you better be, yeah. But what's those saying about being the captain of your own ship? So, Absolutely. you know, so from there. All right, Debbie, uh, thank you for being here. For everyone else, uh, hey, share us out to someone you know that can use some uh Fire me up inspiration how not giving up during circumstances here. I'm Dr. James Perdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for coming to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. 
For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.